What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back again with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And we have got a really fun episode, actually. There was a really interesting question that we spotted on one of the Facebook groups that we're part of. It's a, it's a bit of a long one. It brought up a couple of different topics, but it's all around how to actually get a home sold and what our role is as the agent in actually marketing a specific property to buyers to make sure that it actually sells rather than just putting it on the MLS and hoping and praying it sells. And what's the difference between passive and active marketing and what should we be, we, we be doing versus what shouldn't we be worrying about? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we got to get into. So with that being said, we have no guests for today. Greg and I are off of our leash, but we are still very much in our boxes. Greg is up there in the freezing cold Bay Area in the co-pilot seat where you so belong. What's up? Yeah, that is my teeth chattering. Um, yeah. It, it is a chilly day, man. It's a chilly, chilly day. And like the, 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 the world-renowned genius that I am, I have the fan on too. Yes. I noticed I, that uh, last night too. <laughs> I did too. Now I'm waiting for the day. Stupid. If it gets colder in the Bay Area, if it drops below 34 degrees, I'm waiting for the day that Greg shows up to a podcast and I turn on the camera, I turn on, I turn on the recording software, and I'm greeted by the sight of Greg in a full-on head-to-toe chinchilla like faux snuggie? fur, uh, snuggy. Yeah, sure, snuggy. I was I was gonna say like <laughs> coat with a hat, but no, like a snuggy is even funnier. A chinchilla uh, snuggy, a leopard print snuggy. That is right. gonna be my new look. Actually, my girl, uh, she surprised me the other day. She's like, we're talking about something, and she's like, oh yeah, I got a snuggy. I'm like, you have a you have a snuggy. She's like, yeah, I told you that. I'm like, no, that was something that I would remember. Mm -hmm. if yeah, tells me that because I'm like, you have to put that on. Yes. I, I want to try this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we won't go down any further down the path of what you and your girlfriend are doing with a Snuggie. I'm going to leave that one alone. Let's get to the question. All right. This is from uh, this is from Mark Diaz uh, in the Lead Gen Scription Objections Group, uh, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to skip and jump around a little bit in his question um, because it's a big one. So, but he starts off with this. Uh, I'm very confused by this industry. All the training I've ever seen focuses on various ways to lead generate with literally nothing on training on what's done to actually sell a home. And what he means by that is, and we'll talk about passive and active marketing uh, here in a second, but basically he's referring to things like Facebook ads and emails and mailers and stuff like that. Um, he's referring to these as passive activities versus what's actually done for our customer to help them sell a home. So that's the part that I want to get into first is, What's our role? You know, what actually determines whether a home gets sold or not? How much control do we have over that as the agent? Uh, and maybe there are some things that we should be doing for our clients to get their specific home sold that we're not doing. So let's let's tear that apart a little bit. So first of all, Greg, what do you think? Um, you know, why why is most of the training out there that you see in the real estate agency geared towards lead generation? What's your opinion on that? because uh, without without a client, you can't do a deal. Um, yeah. You know, the, a lot of the times, I mean, you can the, working the paperwork, doing the contracts. I mean, it's an essential part of the deal, but I mean, in all actuality, you should have a working knowledge of the contract. Uh, but you can have a TC do all the heavy lifting, you know, getting the documents signed and getting things, you know, I's dotted, T's crossed, and so on and so forth. You need to have the knowledge of how to set the contract up and be savvy about it to get your client, the buyer, the seller, the best result, either higher price or lower price or terms or whatever else. Um, how to structure the deals. Uh, but a lot of the times, I mean, the reason why we spend so much time talking about getting clients is because that's the number one complaint. I mean, if you were listening to our voices right now, if you look around wherever you are and there's a real estate agent within a stone's throw away, I want you to turn to that person and be like, hey, Bob, 
What's your number one issue with real estate? I guarantee you, Bob's going to turn around and be like, I need more deals, man. I need more clients. I need more leads. Yep. They're not going to sit there and be like, oh, bro, like I need to learn how to do a contract because I have so many clients. I don't know what to do with. Like They're drowning in clients who want to buy and sell. There's no fucking way that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely no fucking way. So that's why we spend so much time talking about lead gen. Now, I completely agree with this individual that there should be an emphasis on how to structure the deal, how to run it as a business. But a lot of the times, agents aren't thinking about that. They're just thinking about the next check, aka where does that come from? Comes from clients. Where does that come from? Getting more leads. That's why we talk about it. Yeah, 100% agree. The thing that most people struggle with is not the customer service aspect. Now, there's some things that I think we need to do to put our clients in better position to get their home sold, and we'll talk about that in a second, but agents are not as bad at that as we are at attracting new clients. So that's why the the majority of the training out there is like that because people struggle. People struggle the most with getting new clients. They don't know how to generate leads and they don't know how to close them, convert them into clients. So they're not in a position to where they need to be trained all the time on how to sell a home. And the idea, the the underlying idea that if we just deliver great service and that everything will take care of itself is a reassuring lie. And there's a lot of reassuring lies out there, and this is one of the biggest. Uh, it all goes back to the, the the comforting kind of reassuring lie that we all tell ourselves, which is that the best product always wins, which that's almost never true. No. The product that gets to first in our mind wins. The listing agent who dominates the neighborhood ends up winning, even if they suck, right? Because mm-hmm. once they get to the mind first, uh, they're going to win. Now, if there's someone in that neighborhood who their brother-in-law is an agent, guess who's first in that person's mind? It's not the one that dominates the agent. It's their brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. That's because that's who's first in their mind, regardless of whether the guy that dominates the neighborhood might actually be a really good agent who should be taking that listing. The brother-in-law is going to get the listing because he's the first in that person's mind. And so uh, to me, that's why the training is that way. And the idea that we can just deliver great service and live off of referrals from delivering that great service uh, has never been less true than it is right now when it's so much easier for your competition to reach the people you're getting referred to. So I do want to kind of bust that myth right away. That is a reassuring lie. So we have to have an influx of new people into our world, people that don't know us, a way to get clients that doesn't rely just on referrals and delivering great service because that's not – the fact is it's just not going to be enough for most people to live the lifestyle they wanted to when they got into real estate. So I want to move on to the the next part, what, what's passive and what's active. So uh, he goes on to say, you know, other than mailers and Facebook ads, emails, and other passive activities, um, what's done for the customer to actually sell a home? Um I don't know quite what you know how to respond to the 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 assertion that mailers, Facebook ads, emails, and all this is passive activities. Um, yeah, I'm not quite that, sure. That's a little odd. Um, those are active. I mean, the, the only thing that's more those are those are active. Like putting it up on the MLS and hoping and praying someone comes and buys it from you. That's passive. Going out and setting up a Facebook ad, running ads, running postcards, running mailers, running open houses. Uh, inviting people to the open houses, doing doing door knocking, all those things, those are active activities. And and Facebook ads and mailers fall just as much in that as you picking up the phone and calling 200 people around that house to invite them to the open house. It's all active. Right. Yeah, it is all active. There's not a lot of pass. I mean, you could call it active. You could call it passive. Uh, depends on what his 
mindset is on what is active and what is passive. I mean, he may be coming from a different industry where, you know, he could say, well, this is what I think active and this is what I think passive is. No matter what, when you're trying to get a home sold, it's just getting your ass out the door and, you know, yelling it from the rooftops in every vertical that you can. That, hey, look over here, world. I have a house for sale. This is what it is. Now, we had a guest on our show last week that, you know, we were talking about what not to do on Instagram uh, when it comes to <laughs> putting your, 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 your house out there, a.k.a. do not put your fucking home flyer on Instagram. That is so stupid. Stop doing that. Just smack the spit out of your mouth if you do that. You're, no, stop that. Um, smack, smack the spit out of your mouth if you're thinking about doing that. All right, duly noted. All right, so no, no listing flyers on Instagram. Got it. Or Facebook. Just stop doing all that stuff. Give the property a personality. So if you want to be super, you know, active, I guess, if you want to, you lack of a better example, um, go to neighborhoodscout.com, uh, read up about the information in the neighborhood, uh, you know, to highlight the property, make the property come alive to create a life around that property. Not just talking about the property as if it's an inanimate object, which it is, but I mean, if you can make it come alive to someone's uh, you know, imagination, that'll get the emotions flowing, that'll get people more interested. So that's an active opportunity to get people to engage with you, get in, in, in to engage with the property. So mm. I don't know. I, I think that, like I said, anything that you can do to create interest, create buzz, is going to be an active, active uh, movement. So it could be door knocking, could be active. Postcards could be active, especially we as a company called uh, Corefact, and they have a specialized code on the back of every card associated with the home that we mail to. Uh, so if it's four, five, six Maple on one, two, three Main Street, those are going to have two different codes, and the homeowners there can go and get an updated value, and I can track that. For in my mind, that is an active prospecting or marketing or outreach or whatever you want to call it doing you know prospecting calls inviting people to open houses doing open houses um, all of these are active motions so i mean can you think of what a passive uh, uh marketing would do i mean i, I think in, i think facebook ads i think live video all of this stuff is active marketing for the property I mean, yeah, I mean, passive. The, the only passive marketing I would I would probably qualify as passive is just putting it up on the MLS, just putting it on the third-party sites that are the easiest to get to or that syndicate automatically from the MLS in your area, whatever that case is. It's that kind of thing where it's you're just doing the bare minimum that you would have to do as an agent just to take the listing. Like it's going to go on the MLS, um, and if that's all you do. And then you're moving on, right? Moving up, whether it's to take the next client or whether it's to sit on your couch and twiddle your thumbs and hope it sells. Mm -hmm. Either way, that's passive, right? Yeah. But there, there's a couple of things that I want to bring up uh, that you meant you mentioned, kind of giving the house a personality. That's one of the things that I want to bring up and talk about. There, there's an element of being an agent where you're kind of putting on your marketing hat, right? You're putting on your marketing strategist hat. And you're mm -hmm. sitting there with that homeowner, and it's your job to get them to work with you to put that house in the best condition as a product so that when you put it on the MLS and places like that where there are other agents looking, that it's in the best possible light and it attracts the right types of agents and the right types of buyers that are looking. And that is a skill, and that's part of what you're being paid for to do as a listing agent. That's part of why listing agents exist. It isn't just as if they put it on the MLS and then that's passive and everything happens from there. Because if you put in, what happens, Greg, when you put an overpriced listing on the MLS? It doesn't do shit. 
Now, what happens when you put a listing on the MLS where the pictures are crappy and it doesn't show off any interesting, compelling features about the house? You're going to stall out and not go anywhere, become old, stale bread, and then people are going to see you as a weak sheep and try to cut you off at the knees. Yeah. So those are the things that were, if we're not paying attention and thinking about it in terms of like one of the most active things that we can do in marketing as an agent is help the homeowner realize what the landscape is like and do those two to three critical things they have to do to make their home an attractive product on the shelf. Right. So let's make sure the home, you know, let's let's decide where in in the market, you know, high end, low end or the mid range. Would you like to sell in relation to the other homes that you're competing with? Do you want to sell at the high end? Great. It's going to take some improvements to the home. Are you willing and ready to make that commitment in terms of time and resources that it's going to take to get your home into the condition where it sells for a premium? No. OK, great. Well, if you don't want to do any of those things, then we need to drop our expectation of what the price is in exchange for you not having to do all those things we talked about to get a premium price. So that's all the, all that conversation is. It's marketing strategy. It's 100 percent pure marketing strategy. It's just as active as you picking up the phone and trying to sell uh, you know, that house to a specific buyer. Right now, imagine if you didn't do any of that work. Right. So, Greg, you've got an overpriced stale listing. Right. Even if you had a list, let's say you had a list of 20 buyers who were looking for that house. The problem is the house doesn't show well. It doesn't look good on on the MLS. It doesn't have great pictures. It doesn't look attractive and it's overpriced. Even if you picked up the phone and talked to all 20 of those buyers, what are the what's the likelihood that you get them into that house for a showing? That's going to be extremely low. I mean, even if low. you're a good. But what if you're a good salesperson? It doesn't matter, man. You, it, 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 someone doesn't. You're not gonna go on a date with someone who shows up in their boxers and farts at dinner. That's basically what you're doing, you know. When, when you when you go out there with bad photos, you know, overpriced, you know, whatever, bad marketing. You're not you're not looking at it the way it needs to be looked at. Uh, people will get turned off and walk away, no matter what. So, I mean, it's it, it, perception is reality, unfortunately. So. Whatever um, people see first, because this is like a dating sites for houses. I mean, Zillow and Trulia, those are like Match.com for people who are, who are single. They're looking there, and they're going to swipe left or they're going to swipe right. One of the two actions are going to take place. You want to make sure that people want to swipe right. Go take a look at the house. Get in and see the home for themselves. Because home, you know, properties can be represented uh, very poorly on pictures, or depth perception can, could be off, right. or yep. you know, just the, the the layout of the property. You could be like, oh man, that looks so good. When they get to the property, like, ah, this doesn't work to us. But with those photos, you got them into the house. You bet you built some level of trust. You're able to get them now. You can work with them as a buyer. And if that's not the right property. You can then take it and start working on other properties. Mm -hmm. So it's critical to get the, that first, you know, that first, you know, representation of the home to be on on target. Otherwise, right. you're just wasting your time. I mean, or or hire yeah. someone to do stuff for you. Like I have uh, Nick Sackis. Um, he's doing a lot of the marketing for me to pick up new buyers by marketing our, our some of our, our properties, and then redirecting them and put them into sales funnels and stuff like that. You know, so you can see where everything goes, you know, put them into, you know, conversion or KV core, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And then nurture them on that phone calls, text messages, emails. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be persistent and consistent on this. Right. So, yep. anyways, yeah. I'm, I'll get off my soapbox. But yeah, <laughs> uh, is, is the I'll throw this out. There's um, there's an agent here uh, and now team leader um, in San Diego, and they do what's known as a uh, like a four-day blitz. And their mm -hmm. goal is to send as much traffic 
into that home in the first four days that they're on the market. And so they're doing open houses. They're doing hundreds of outbound calls to neighboring uh, houses around where they're hosting that to invite the neighbors. Um, they're also targeting other neighborhoods where they're kind of feeder markets for that, I believe. And then yeah. they're also doing mailers on top of that. So all the things that Mark is talking about in terms of um, you know being passive, uh, that's way more than most agents will do. And that that they call it the four day blitz. It really works. Um, you're you're cramming as much traffic into a very small window, generating excitement. You know, you're out there pounding the pavement. They've got agents, you know, knocking on doors. They've got agents making calls. They're doing mailers. They're doing targeted Facebook ads. Uh, they actually legitimately do drive offers at those events, right? Sending the open houses like through a kind of a defined time window. If you can get, I mean, Greg, you know this is true psychologically. If you can get two buyers going through the home simultaneously, how much better is that than sending one through at a time when you can't tell that anybody's seen the, you know, in that you can't tell whether there's any competition that right. home or not. You know, you always want to create that circumstance where hopefully you have multiple buyers going through the home at the same time. Like that's just human nature. We, we don't want somebody else to steal our candy. Uh, and so the oh, more yeah. that you can do that, like that's something that you can do as an agent uh, to that will legitimate, <clears throat> legitimately separate you <clears throat> from any other agent on the planet is doing everything you can to get as much traffic through the home in the sort of the, like the smallest, shortest time window as you can. Um, and they're one of the top teams in San Diego. That's and they, they do that for every one of their listings. No, that's fantastic. I had a, uh, a client we were looking at looking at some properties on Monday and um I could tell they really liked it, and without being salesy, you know, quotes. Um, mm -hmm. like, like you said, I created that 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 little push. I said, "Well, guys, you know, I talked to the listing agent, and this is true. You know, there was another showing that was here, and I looked at the comps. I'm like, look, we are smack dab in the middle, if not below market market price for this property. It's in your comfort zone. You guys should probably make an offer sooner than later, unless you want someone else to buy this thing. Right. And they, you could see their mindset shift. They're like. Oh, Someone else likes my house. This is my house. Right. We're already talking about like removing walls and changing yeah. things around and putting furniture here. And you know, it, it is very powerful. It's almost mm -hmm. a necessity. That's why every time any of you have ever gone to talk to another agent, I'm like, so give me the information about the property, blah blah blah. And they're like, oh yeah, well we have other people that are looking. It's like, yeah, dude, I know everybody's looking at the home. It's on fucking Zillow. I know people are looking at it, um, but it's that mindset. I mean, even when I when I bought my SRT. Uh, Jeep last year, dude, I went down there and I looked at it and the guy, I'm like, dude, can you hold it for me? I'm going to go get cash. I'll be here tomorrow morning. He's like, I don't know, man. There's about four or five other people that have called about it today and I can't hold it for you. Whoever shows up first gets it. I'm like, no, you don't. And I, I went to, got my cash. I was down back at that, at that dealership when they opened at 9am. Yeah. Like, here's money. Boom. Mine. It created that, that, that alert and yeah. which drove me to take action. And that's, I think that's the ultimate underlying thing here. If you can create people to take action, I don't care if it's passive or active marketing. If the people are the buyers or sellers, whichever side it's on, you're on, if they take action and they, they, they facilitate, help facilitate a deal, you have done your job. Mm. So I guess that, I guess that really is the thing. People need to take action. Then that's it. Then you will achieve your marketing goals. That's that's why that's why the real estate sales industry exists. It exists to get people to take action that they wouldn't take on their own and get mm -hmm. buyers and sellers to meet in the middle when they're both wildly optimistic on the wrong ends. 
<laughs> that's that's the deal. That's why we get paid. All right. So let's uh <laughs> Greg, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you? Oh my god. Um, go to bookmcdaniel.com. Again, that's bookmcdaniel.com. Let's have a 30-minute conversation about EXP. Let's see if joining EXP is the right fit for you and your family. Uh, Matt and I joined it uh, about a year ago now. Uh, as of this recording, uh, it was the right fit for us and our future plans in real estate, and it might be for you. So if you're interested in more money, just selling real estate and being able to create a passive income from you for you and your family over the next several years, we should really sit down and talk about how you can make money. I, I, I say this all the time, Matt. If I was introduced to EXP and I was smart enough 18 years ago to say yes to it, I literally would be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month from, from passive income if it was 19 years later and I were able to grow my team. It, it, it would be, it'd be stupid different. And so yeah. if you guys, if I mean, I hate only being as good as my last deal. You guys should hate it too. So go to bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about eXp. Matt, how can they bring value to our show for us? Uh, so we'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. That'd be awesome. Five-star rating. If there's a particular guest episode you enjoyed, make sure to give them a shout-out in the rating. Uh, if you want more training from us, especially on how to use Facebook Live, on how to grow your real estate business, how to connect and stay top of mind with your future clients, your database, your personal network, all the businesses that you want to stay in touch with that can send you referrals. That is at rockstarlivevideo.com. You'll learn exactly how to do what Greg does on Facebook Live, you know, everything from announcing new listings to talking about community events to interviewing mayors, all that stuff. We've got it all for you. It's all free, rockstarlivevideo.com. So we need a color, Johnson. What are we going to color this podcast with? Mm. Why did that come out so creepy? I don't know. It's very odd. Yes, you're you're an odd duck. Uh, well, speaking of Facebook, let's do Facebook blue. Oh, let's, let's throw, okay. we'll, we'll throw we'll throw Zuckerberg a bone. I don't think he needs any more bones. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, he's got enough <laughs> bones in that bank account. Um, and bones buried somewhere in some uh, Arizona plot of land. Anyways, guys, thank you for watching. We are going to put a, a Facebook blue bow on this show. So thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. We cannot do this show without you guys. We love and we want to get you guys to that next level, next plateau. So if there's someone that we should interview, let us know. But thank you for watching and listening and sharing. Um, and until next time, guys, peace out, ninjas. We are gone.